Hello friends and welcome to Men Do Disney, episode 99, Coming Attractions. My name is Pete, and joining me tonight is Tom. Yep, I'm still here. We're three guys who want to help you make the most of your Disney World vacation, as well as to bring some of that Disney magic into your life every day. So put on your favorite pair of Mickey ears, lower your safety harness, remain seated until the ride is coming to a complete stop, and men, let's do Disney. You're still here, huh? I'm still here, and I am going to commit to our listeners and to my co-host that we will be three three guys who discuss Walt Disney World on episode 100 next week. That's exciting. 100 episodes. I mean, I, I figured we'd, we'd fizz out after about 12. Well, I, I just don't know what to what to dive into. I mean, do we, do we talk about our biggest blunders? Do we talk about all the times the podcast almost became no more? It's going to be a surprise. We'll, we'll, we'll throw some behind-the-scenes stuff in there. <laughs> so tonight comes from one of our questions that we had last week that we kind of purposely ignored. This person wanted to know if they should go to Disney World now, if they should wait until next year, if they should wait until the 50th anniversary. I, I don't know the answer to that. I mean, my thought is go as often as you can. But there is a lot coming to Disney World in the next two or three years. And so this episode is just going to be kind of a roundup of what all is in the works, what's coming, what's opening, when's it opening, what rumors are out there, what hasn't been officially announced yet. This is going to be the place to hear it all. We've we've talked about all this stuff in bits and pieces throughout the news, throughout our D23 episode, but we're going to get it all together right here. Before we get into that, let's hit the news for this week. So first off, going to Magic Kingdom, we have had a theft at Magic Kingdom. It looks like parts from both Peter Pan's flight and from Space Mountain are missing from a Disney storage shed. That is some of the sails from the Peter Pan ride and some of the spe- seats from Space Mountain. It looks like the uh, the shed was discovered locked. No apparent damage to the sh- to the locks on the shed. So sounds like this was an employee that uh, that stole these, although we don't know for sure and. I mean, of course, there's there's a market for this type of thing with with Disney collectors, regardless of the origin. So hopefully we'll we'll see those get recovered and uh, the folks who committed this brought to justice. Going over to Epcot, it looks like Test Track is going to be receiving a brief refurbishment uh, during January and February of next year. This is just to get it into shape uh, while uh, Spaceship Earth closes for its refurbishment, which we'll talk about here in just a minute. Going over to Animal Kingdom, the animation experience at Rafiki's Planet Watch is now offering more characters to draw. Uh, Before it was just characters from The Lion King, but now even more characters have been added. uh, Characters from Finding Nemo, A Bug's Life, The Jungle Book, and from Peter Pan. So we'll see if they they have more characters to add here. No real news from Hollywood Studios this week, so we'll, we'll go ahead and hit some of the general news. Uh, Wi-Fi has been added to select Disney buses, and these are the new wrapped buses that are coming out that have uh, Wi-Fi on them. And I think Disney's gonna gonna have to roll this out to all their existing fleet. I think that's the plan. You know, they've they've been going through this process of of adding better and more Wi-Fi in more places. They've been improving the guest Wi-Fi. I can tell you that compared to five years ago, the Wi-Fi in the parks is a hundred times better than it was. You can actually connect to it and do things on it now, whereas before it just sat and spin and didn't load anything. 
Uh, Disney Springs hotels have, well, the benefits that have been offered to Disney Springs area hotels have been extended through 2020. This was scheduled to end at uh, the end of 2019, but guests that stay in these hotels will receive 60-day fast pass booking windows as well as extra magic hours through the end of 2020. So good news, that is typically where we stay when we go now, because it's hard to get a hotel at Disney for the price of of a Hilton or a Doubletree or or something like that. New vegan menus have been uh, rolled out. This is a little misleading. New menus have been rolled out that indicate vegan options at at all the parks, and they, they have a little leaf icon that indicates that the the entree is vegan. We've seen a lot plant-based burgers, plant-based sausages. There's just a lot out a lot more out there than there was. And then finally we have an update to the uh pending Skyliner situation. Disney did finally release a statement about this, basically apologizing, explaining the system, explaining that they have made changes, explaining that hey, this system does stop and start to allow guests on and and Again, expressing their deepest apologies for uh, any inconvenience that, that the situation caused to guests on October 5th. The Skyliner is reopened now. Uh, it will be operating on a sort of modified schedule the 15th through the 18th. Some lines will only be available from 1 to 10.30, some will not. So if you are planning to uh, to ride the Skyliner, just make sure you check that out with a uh, with a cast member. That is all the news that we have for this week. So let's pause for just a minute to hear from our sponsor, Kingdom Strollers. So your family is coming to Orlando. And the thought of lugging your stroller onto the plane isn't your idea of fun. But you're smart enough to know that conquering the theme parks of Orlando without a stroller for your kids could be a vacation killer. As parents ourselves, we get it. You're not asking for much. You just want the convenience of a clean, affordable stroller or crib delivered to your hotel or vacation home, ready to use. Welcome to Kingdom Strollers, a Disney-featured stroller and crib provider that does exactly what you're looking for at a great price. To book your stroller or crib, just click on the item you'd like to reserve and select the dates for your rental. We run a tight ship, so we will never overbook. Next, tell us where you're staying and choose the times for delivery and pickup. Then, choose from helpful free accessories like cooler bags and rain covers. It couldn't be easier. If you have any questions or concerns, you can check our FAQ page or just give us a call. We are always ready to answer your questions. Once you've placed your reservation, there's nothing left to do except count down the days until you're in sunny Florida. So what are you waiting for? Go ahead and book your stroller or crib from Kingdom Strollers today. Okay, so here we are. Coming attractions. Where do you want to start? I think Epcot's got by far the most, so maybe we maybe we save Epcot. Well, for let's last. just start with with Animal Kingdom. Let's start with Animal Kingdom. I, and <laughs> poor Animal Kingdom. Yeah, there's no, there's nothing coming to Animal Kingdom. I mean, it, listen, Animal Kingdom has had quite a bit of change with Pandora: The World of Avatar. Obviously, that added two e-ticket attractions. That added Satili Canteen. What we wish were coming, and, and again, this is what is what is um, in the works today as we record this. Maybe. Before 2021 or 2022, they'll demolish Dinoland. But Maybe. we don't know. We can, only, we can only that. hope. No, but I'm going to start the rumor. Even if it's totally unfounded and we haven't heard this from anybody, they're demolishing Dinoland. I, th- I do think that there is a significant chance that by 2022, we see something totally different in Dinosaur and in Dinoland. 
Well, there's got to be something on the books. I mean, why, why else do you make Primeval Whirl, which was a pretty popular ride, a seasonal attraction? I don't know. And, and maybe, I, I don't know what where they go, what kind of theme. There's a lot of different directions I guess they could go, but I, I do think we get a totally re, refinished and repurposed land here. Maybe they bring back- We can uh, only hope because Camp, it's, uh, it's Camp Minnie and Mickey. Maybe they re- bring Camp Minnie Mickey. Bring that back. <laughs> Who knows? Anyway, not nothing really at Animal Kingdom. I mean, we've already had Pandora, like Tom said. We had Up, a great bird show, open. We had, um, what's the new thing over at uh, Rafiki's Planet Watch, the animation thing? The art, art of animation? It's not called Art of Animation, but it's the... Something yep. like that. The animation experience or something like that. So, nothing else at Animal Kingdom. Resorts and, and, and that kind of stuff? I mean, decent amount? Yeah, so I mean, you have the Skyliner. And, and we're, we can we could put that in Epcot, Hollywood Studios, or resorts. So we'll just throw it in resorts. Obviously, Skyliner is a transportation system. It's a gondola system. It is now open at Walt Disney World, and it transports you to Pop Century. I believe Caribbean Beach is on that on that route as well. And uh, is Coronado Springs on there too, Pete? I, I don't know. The, I don't remember the other resorts, but so I know that it's uh, Epcot at the International Gateway, Riviera, Hollywood Studios. Pop and art of animation, and then Caribbean um, Beach. Caribbean Beach. Yep, that's exactly and right. So with exactly the Skyliner right. open. That, that's a big deal. It, I think if you're not staying at Riviera, Caribbean Beach, or Pop Century, I have heard that Disney is not going to allow you to get off at those resorts without a dining reservation, because this is not intended for you to jump around in that sense. Uh, the primary primary role here is to move people from dining reservations to staying at those resorts to the parks, and then move people between uh, Epcot and Hollywood Studios. But that that's one big thing that, that's coming. Uh, Victoria and Albert's Bistro will be replacing Citricose. That's kind of a rumor. I, I I don't remember if this has been officially announced or not, or if it's just rumored. Citricose is, uh, of course, the other restaurant at Grand Floridian. I, I I'm not sure if I'm not sure if this has been if this has been officially announced yet. But but that's the expectation is that uh, Victoria and Albert's Bistro will be replacing Citricose, which is disappointing because Citricose is a is a good restaurant. I, I don't know if it's going to be anything more than a name change. Who knows? The uh, Enchanted Rose Lounge, also at Grand Floridian, will be opening later on this year or early next year. Uh, and this is replacing Misner's Lounge. And then we've got, what else? Uh, the Riviera Resort is going to be opening soon. Yeah, December of this uh, year. December 16th. Mm-hmm. You've got the... So this is, there are a lot of DVC uh, rooms here, but but it is uh, it is also a resort. It's a it's a deluxe resort. You can stay here. It, it looks it looks nice. The uh, the renderings I've seen of the inside look nice. We'll have to make our way over there at uh, at some point and check it out. One of the, one of the big ones I'm excited for is the Grand Floridian Bridge, which will be early uh, 2020. This is going to be cool. And then the last the last piece that that we're excited about is Reflections, which will be in the old River Country location. This is a Another DVC type resort. It is a deluxe resort uh, there on the uh, in the Magic Kingdom area. This is a little little bit further out, twenty twenty two date for reflections, but that's another resort type piece of news coming. All right, well let's let's move on to the things that everybody's really excited about. What's what's going on in the parks? Where do you want to start? Let's, let's Magic start Magic Kingdom? Kingdom. I mean, we just kind of talked about reflections over by Magic Kingdom, so let's dive in. So I think we would be remiss mentioning changes at Magic Kingdom or what's coming at Magic Kingdom without mentioning what we've lost. Disney's cutting back a whole lot on entertainment. The The Muppet Show is gone from uh, above the Hall of Presidents area. We've lost 
the what's it? What was the Jack Sparrow pirate experience? Although it is a character meet and greet. There was now. an entire show that kind of went along with that at one point. Mm-hmm. We've lost Stitch's Great Escape. R.I.P. So there, there have been a lot of changes, a lot of reductions, a lot of parades have gone away. Well, dance We've parties. Also lost Great Movie Ride. Oh, never mind. We're Magic Kingdom, not Hollywood Studios. I'm sorry. We'll we'll get there. We'll get there. But what are we gaining in place? So the first thing and the biggest thing and the most visible thing when you go to Magic Kingdom, it's hard not to notice, is Tron Light Cycle Power Run, which will be open in time for the 50th anniversary in 2021. We're very excited about this. This is going to be another big roller coaster type attraction in the Tomorrowland area. If you if you have not seen the Shanghai Disney version of this, check it out on YouTube. Looks pretty neat. Yeah, they're not they're not really making any bones about this one. I mean, it's out in the open. You can see the track. They're not concerned with you seeing the track. Obviously, this is a uh, duplication. It's an exact copy. But I, I did notice, and I don't know if you if you saw this when you were stuck on the. Uh, no, I was stuck where no one would want to be stuck. I wasn't even stuck with a view. I was just <laughs> stuck. The I didn't realize how much that they had shortened the track for uh, for the Tomorrowland Speedway. Yeah, it's 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 significantly. Hopefully, it's significantly. Hopefully, shorter. that's a sign that they're just they're just going to keep eating the track piece by piece, and eventually it'll disappear. Who knows? But but yeah, super excited about Tron Light Cycle Power Run. I think that this is really the only confirmed thing that we have coming to Magic Kingdom, right? In the next couple of years. I mean, I, I think we're fairly confident in Disney characters being added to Small World. That that's something that it'll be a subtle change. I think Disneyland actually has some Disney characters in there, so it'll probably be something like that. The other one that I think we've rumored on our own for a while, and now you, and I don't want to say we were the source of this, but it certainly has picked up momentum. Wreck It Ralph potentially replacing what was Stitch's Great Escape. To me, this would be a absolute home run if it happened. You know, if if Tomorrowland is going to have some upgrades, maybe they go ahead and, and upgrade Buzz Lightyear Space Ranger Spin and change that as well. Uh, but yeah, that's kind of all at, at Magic Kingdom. I, I think I think the Disney parks move in a rotation. So I think you saw Animal Kingdom have a lot of, of things happen. I think you've seen Hollywood Studios have a lot of things happen. Magic Kingdom. Is, well, you've seen Magic Kingdom too with with the new Fantasyland expansion back in twenty twelve. Right, Magic Kingdom had its its kind of period, and now it's. You know, a lot of the focus is certainly going to be on Epcot, but that's everything we have for Magic Kingdom. Unless Pete, you have anything else? No, just would I think Wreck It Ralph coming into Stitch's Great Escape would be really exciting. Particularly, you know, having seen what what uh, what they did at the Void, I think there's a lot of room. If it's a racing game or if it's whatever, anything's going to be better than Stitch. So on to Hollywood Studios. Yeah, I think I think we moved to Hollywood Studios and save arguably the best for last. Okay, Hollywood Studios biggest. Coming soon is Rise of the Resistance, right? What What are some of the things that you've heard about Rise of the Resistance? And I know that people have seen bits and pieces of it. We've heard lots of things. but I mean, I've heard it's a 30-minute experience. It's kind of three separate attractions in one. There is going to be a, a drop feature to it as well. Uh, I think, I don't know. I mean, I think you're combining a story. You're combining trackless vehicles. You're combining a drop. I mean, it's it's going to be ridiculous. And and just the pictures that we've seen, stormtroopers, full size walkers. That's, it's it's going to be massive. I mean, it's going to be large. It's going to be. I mean, it's not going to be bigger than Kilimanjaro, but it's going to be massive. And I don't know what the show building for this looks like. I haven't really been paying attention, but I'd imagine it's absolutely ginormous. Well, don't you enter on the far left side and then exit on the far right side? Yes. So you, yeah, you, you. Uh, well, no, I don't know if you exit on the far right side. I think you do. 
You may. I mean, I, I know that you come into, when you come into Galaxy's Edge, really the first thing that you see to your left when you come in is the, is the queue or the entrance to Rise of the Resistance. And you may be right. The exit may be all the way down by the, uh, by that first order shuttle on the other side of Galaxy's I think Edge. it is. And, and it may, it would make sense from a story point, right? Because you're, you're entering this experience as part of the resistance at the rebel base. And I don't know if we've talked about that Galaxy's Edge is supposed to be two different, you know, there's supposed to be a first order segment or section and then a resistance section. Yep. So you're entering at the resistance section and then you're, you know, through the ride experience, you're picked up by the first order and, and you interact with the first order. So I guess it would make sense to get off in the first order area. But yeah, I mean, I, I, I can't say enough about this. Tom, I'm really jealous. You're going to be there very close to when this after About this 10 opens. days after. December 5th, if we haven't said it, 2019 is the opening date. Right now, there are rumors that this is going to get pushed back. You didn't hear that from us, though. I really hope not. I hope not as well, because I want there to be a little bit of a fanfare around it before I arrive. I mean, look, we, we got to Galaxy's Edge, what, two weeks after it opened? And we were fine. So you'll be 10 days after it opens. You should this is going to be a game changer. This is going to be a game changer. This is going to top flight of passage. Mark it down. I hope it does. I hope it does. So what else? Uh, In the Hollywood Studios area, I guess, you've got the Star Wars Galactic Star Cruiser Hotel. Yeah, and I think we we included this here because it's not not a typical resort. I mean, this is going to be a cruise ship-like experience where you are on this Galactic Star Cruiser for a two-night, three-day experience. Kind of serving the Resistance or the First Order, I guess. Very, very, very in-depth experience here. You know, you will, uh, Star Wars fans dream right here. And and Disney knows that. And that's why it's priced at roughly $1,000 per person per day. Now, there is a way that you can put five people in a room, I've read, that'll get the cost down to about four ninety eight per person per day. I would be looking at that option if I were you. I mean, I think cramming in the room is would be the least of my concerns. As far as get this as cheap as possible, fifteen hundred for two nights though is, or for for three days I guess is still pricey. And you're gonna still gonna have to have tickets to Galaxy's Edge. Correct. Yeah. This, to get into Hollywood. Yeah, it, it's kind of like when you become a DVC member, they don't give you an annual pass. You know, it's it's one of those things. It makes no sense. But this is we don't have an exact opening date. I know it'll be ready in time for Disney's fiftieth. More details will continue to come out on this. I, I'm sure it'll be. I mean, if you're going to pay this amount of money, it's not going to be a letdown. I can promise you that. Disney will certainly make this a once-in-a-lifetime experience. And and this is designed for specific people, too, right? I mean, this is not something that I'm probably ever going to do, Tom. I don't think it's going to be something you're ever going to do. Like, I, I don't know that I would want to go and immerse myself in Star Wars for three days or whatever it is. Yeah, no, I'm with you. I mean, and you see a lot of people, even in Galaxy's Edge now, that are that are dressed Right, that are wearing robes and carrying lightsabers, and and that's fine. I, I, it's just not something that I'm going to do. Florida is too hot for that. <laughs> yeah, to be wearing a wool I, robe. <laughs> we saw a lot of people, and and it, it became a little confusing for me because I didn't know if they were cast members or not. Just trying to, it's my first day there by myself, trying to navigate how to get around. But I just followed them because I. Figured, no, you always look for the they, the ubiquitous name tag. Well, I just right? figured they knew where they were going if they had the whole the whole deal. I mean. Worst case, the first order rolls up and they get their lightsaber out and protect everyone. So, and, and I think that I think that the having the cast members in Galaxies because obviously you're going to make an excursion to Batu as part of this Galactic Star Cruiser, right? So 
having the cast members. I think having this resort may take away from other people in Galaxy's Edge a little bit because, I mean, if you're paying a thousand bucks a day to stay at a uh, at a Star Wars hotel, you would expect those cast members to interact with the hotel guests, right? And like more more so than just the are you saying Disney cast members? Or are you saying the First Order? Chewbacca, Ray. I'm saying, okay. yeah, Disney Disney cast members as, as well as the characters. Okay, because I think the characters is that where are it, that are wandering around. I think the characters is where it's going to separate itself. There's got to be some yeah. way that they can quickly analyze and know this is someone at the resort. They've done a very bad thing or a very good thing. There's got to be some kind. And Disney will we'll, we'll we'll get more details as we get closer. But I'm with you. I do think it pulls away from your, the guest, the general population experience in Galaxy's Edge a little bit. Yep. So, and then finally, there there were always rumors, and, and I think the rumors are still out there, of a table service restaurant at Galaxy's Edge. What form that takes, what shape that takes, I, I don't think anybody knows at this point, but but that is out there. And I'd eat there. If they serve blue milk, Pete will be there. Well, I mean, if, if Oga's is any indication of, you know, the, the quality of theming, or, or really, Runner Roasters or Docking Bay 7 is, is any indication of the quality of what a table service restaurant would be like at Galaxy's Edge, I'm all for it. I'd be No, in. I'm with you. No, I agree. I was just kind of being a, a smart aleck. So speaking about another table service coming to Hollywood Studios, which it desperately needs, it'll be Roundup Rodeo Barbecue in Toy Story Land. Uh, that's opening 2020 is what we've learned so far. Uh, it, it's going to be on the right. If, you, if you've been to Toy Story Land and you're entering uh, the main entrance, so over where Woody is, uh, kind of greeting guests where you, you walk up behind Slinky Dog, it's going to be on the right there, and there's there's a lot of space to, to uh, work with. I actually think this was in the original drawings, and it was something that just didn't make it for opening day. Uh, but this will again, it'll be a you know kind of a backyard type barbecue place, and I think Toy Story Land's little little quick service area they have now is is really popular. I know we visited it on our last trip, and I, but there's no seating or anything really. Well, you don't need seating if you're just getting a drink and going. So. You know, I, I think that the this will be a good a good addition to Toy Story Land, and it'll it'll be a good addition to Hollywood Studios because it adds another option that I think will be great for kids. I think the theming is going to be fantastic, and it keeps you back there. Yeah, I was I was going to say the the theming from from the pictures that we've seen, from what I've heard, it, it's basically supposed to be a mashup of like playsets built in cardboard boxes, is is kind of what I've heard. So I'm really looking forward to. I it's it's easy to say Disney kind of cheaped out on. Toy Story Land a little bit, so I'm I'm kind of eager to see what they do with this restaurant to see if it meets up to what I think everybody wants. Toy Story Toy Story Land. Hold to on. Be. Now, when you say they cheaped out, I mean I would say that that Slinky Dog. Look at and look at Galaxy's Edge versus Toy Story Land, and, and tell me which one was cheaper. Yeah, well, I mean I know which one's cheaper. I, I would say the the attractions were a little bit off the shelf type attractions, like they didn't have to do a lot to them. But the theming's ridiculous in Toy Story Land. Again, though. Compared to Galaxy's Edge, very cheap. I I think the theming's just as just as strong. I don't know. We can argue about that another day. We'll talk about it. I'll let you day. take the last change coming to Hollywood Studios. I think it means the most to you. So finally, one of the greatest rides at Disney World was sadly closed to make way for a mouse. You know what? The ma- he's not the mouse isn't even that selfish. It's the first attraction about the mouse we've ever had. It is. And this is Mickey's Runaway Railway, which is expected to open spring 2020 right now. Not really sure if that means February, March, April, June, July. Disney's kind of loose with their uh, with their seasons. But, and this uh, is one that's been pushed back already. 
So I don't know where we're at with this. I mean, it could be the last day of spring for all I know, or they could push it back even further. They don't seem to be in a hurry on this one, at least, is what I've gathered. No, and I think it's because they they have Galaxy's Edge open now, and so they don't really care. They figure people are going to Hollywood Studios, so it, you know what? It, it looks it looks fun. It's a Mickey ride, which I think Disney World's definitely needed. My thing is though, if you were gonna if you were gonna back this up anyway, you should have left Great Movie Ride open until a few weeks before Star Wars. Yeah, you should have figured out a way to work that contract out before Galaxy's Edge opened. Now that I mean, it's it's the past is the past, but you know what I mean. I mean, you really. You put a number on, on Hollywood Studios for a time there. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Anyway, so this is going to be a 2.5D or 3D without glasses ride. And guests are going to pretty much go inside of a uh, of a Mickey Mouse cartoon. Well, that's it for Hollywood Studios. Do you want to go over to where the bulk of the changes are, are going to be taking place from now until, I guess, 2022 is probably the furthest, furthest thing out. Yeah, I feel like we need to take a break before we uh, before we get an Epcot. There's there's a lot to cover, and I think this is where we're going to be spending the bulk of our time. So just basically starting from the top, Future World as we know it is going to be no more. Uh, there there will be no more Future World. Instead, we will have World Celebration, which will be the main central area of the park. We'll have World Nature, which will encompass the land, the seas, and Figment. And then we will have World Discovery. And we covered this on our D23 episode. So if you have listened to that, this is not anything new. No new news, anything like that. But yeah, Future World is going away. I don't think a whole lot's going to change in Future World. Well, I say that. I mean, if you go to Epcot right now, the whole the whole dang park's under construction. The whole Future World is under construction. So obviously a lot's going to change. But as far as new attractions... Stuff like that. There's not going to be a whole lot in Future World. Now, we are going to get the uh, the new Festival Center, which we've touched on. And this is going to have a, a rooftop garden, right, where uh, where you're going to be able to view fireworks from the new Epcot shows. So that's kind of exciting. I'm sure you're going to have to pay an arm and a leg to get in there, but it's Disney, so we, we kind of expect that. But we have heard rumors of a Spaceship Earth revamp. I think this is necessary, and I think that Disney's going to want to get this done in time for uh, for the fiftieth anniversary. Some of the some of the things in there are getting a little dated, you know. Particularly, you think of the last uh, the last scene. I mean, the only representation of a computer we have is a guy building a Mac in his garage, or a guy building a computer in his garage. And then Disney obviously has all this new fancy mapping technology that they can use. So they're obviously going to change this uh, the the end of the show too. And, and that could use some work. I mean, I like the stars going backwards down through the stars, but after after the first 15 minutes, it gets a little well, old. Based off the last time I rode this, they don't need to change it. They just need to pump, uh, what's the proper way to say this? They just need to pump some something, a substance in the air, and people tend to enjoy it a little more. Some, some mood-enhancing substances yeah, in the air. there's a good way to describe it. You know, they have all this smell technology. I mean, I mean yeah, you know. it'd be pretty easy, I guess. Another change coming, well, another change that just happened was Epcot Forever has replaced Illuminations for a brief period, I guess, because then it's going to be replaced by Harmonious, right? Is that correct? Or will Harmonious be after Epcot Forever? Yeah, so Harmonious will will be coming after Epcot Forever. I don't even think Epcot Forever is going to be around for a year. I think because because I know that Harmonious is, is coming in 2020. It's all very confusing. I don't think it's very confusing. Illuminations is gone. Epcot Forever is here. Harmonious will be coming. And and Harmonious is going to be 
kind of a celebration of Disney music. And Disney has said that this is the largest nighttime show that they've ever designed for a Disney park. I hate to be the Debbie Downer have- here. They said, this, they said very similar things about Rivers of Light, and it's terrible. Well, I mean, hopefully they've learned from their mistakes, Rivers of Light. This is going to have, obviously, fireworks, right? I mean, that wouldn't be a Disney nighttime show without fireworks. But it's also going to have... Huge projections, it's going to have fountain, moving fountains, it's going to have lights, it's going to have lasers. You would expect that World Show, the World Showcase would get involved somehow in this. I think it's going to be good. We'll see. We will see. I, I'm skeptical, which I, within reason. I think I, have the, the, I think I have the excuse to be skeptical at this point. I mean, you, you have sat through Rivers of Light, what, twice now? No, I, no, I, no I've sat through it once. It, no, no. I, I thought you sat through the revamp. I have sat through it twice. You were correct. Why in the world did I do that? Well, the first time you went and saw it, it was the old one. And then you went and sat through the, the revamped one to see if it had gotten any better. But why? I'm trying to think now. <laughs> Benefit of the doubt, right? We always must try. must have sat through the first time with my just my wife and then maybe the second time. Tom, I, I think you sat through the second time for the same reason that you and I went and ate Ate lunch at Pizza no, Rizzo. No, no, we, we ate lunch at Pizza Rizzo because you <laughs> want to have garbage pizza. <laughs> yes, because you know me, garbage pizza is my favorite thing in the world. It's terrible. It's probably what made us sick. Anyway, moving on to another change in Epcot. The awesome planet in the Land Pavilion, early 2020, will be... Well, and there's a, there's a, lot, of, there's a lot of new like videos, I guess, coming. And, and so I would say awesome planet in the Land Pavilion, Beauty and the Beast sing-along in the France Pavilion... The new Canada Circle Vision film in the Canada Pavilion, and then the new China Circle Vision film in the China Pavilion. Yeah, I think I think you nailed it there. And I want to apologize to our listeners. If you hear heavy rain or thunder during this recording, it is a wild storm where I live. So just a, as a side note here in the middle of the episode. But all, all these will be opening in time for the Festival of the Arts next year, with the exception of China. China is going to be delayed a little bit. Uh, not really sure the reasons for that. I mean, the, the O Canada Circle Vision Theater is uh, full of food and wine right now. So hopefully they don't have to do a whole lot to that, uh, to that yeah, theater. Yeah, I'd say, yeah, it, it definitely is acting as a food and wine stop, station, pavilion, whatever you want to call it for right now. One thing I'm really excited about that's coming is the Space 2020 uh, restaurant. It'll be a, a restaurant by Mission Space. It'll open late 2019, maybe early 2020 at this point. Uh, we've talked about it on the podcast it will be very immersive. The windows will not look out over Epcot. They will they will look out into the galaxy, into space. Uh, I know it'll be new technology. Not quite sure exactly what it'll be, but it'll be it'll be neat. And again, I mean, you have to love. I know the 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 chefs managing this restaurant are very well known, and you have to love a new a new dining service coming or a new dining experience coming. I will say that. Epcot isn't one that necessarily needs it, like some of the other parks, but nonetheless, it, it's something I'm really, really excited about and I'm looking forward to uh, when that opens, and, and certainly we'll dine there for the minimum of podcast review uh, as we as we utilize our annual pass. Another exciting thing taking place in, in Epcot is the Play Pavilion. I think this is great uh, for the little ones. This will be opening late 2020. This will be where... Uh, you formerly would see Body Wars and Cranium Command, and the the pavilion's name is escaping me right now. The Play Pavilion. No, but it, what? What it used to be Wonders, Wonders of Life. Life. Yes, I'm sorry. Yeah, so it'll be 
this will be exciting. I don't know exactly what this is going to look like. I mean, we've seen some concept art, and you can take that for what it's worth. Sometimes that sometimes that's really accurate, and sometimes it can be a touch misleading. But this is exciting. Well, I think I think that they're definitely going to have some character meet and greets in here. Also, I, I think Wreck It Ralph and Vanellope Baymax, I've, I think, is going to be in here. And, and right now, uh, what's been announced is the Animation Academy, which is already at Disneyland. And, uh, and then a, an interactive game called Hotel Heist, which is going to feature characters from Zootopia. So that's, that's what we know is going to be in there right now. Obviously, there's going to be more, some kind of arcade. Who knows? Now, the headliner, uh, yeah, I would say it's the headliner. I mean, there, maybe you could make an argument for the next attraction we'll talk about. But the headliner is, is Guardians of the Galaxy Cosmic Rewind mid to late 2020, uh, 2021 Excuse me, uh, for this opening. This will be an indoor roller coaster type attraction. I believe it'll be the tallest indoor roller coaster ever built, uh, which is exciting. It will have unique ride vehicles that we have talked about. They will actually have a spinning feature to them, and it'll be more of a, it'll probably be more of a story, you know, maybe a stop and go type roller coaster than it will be like rock and roller coaster or you know the Hulk over at Universal or other other roller coasters you've ridden. This is a an eyesore right now. I hope they do something. It is massive. It's massive. I mean, it's it's exactly what you would expect it when you when you talk about the largest indoor roller coaster. Uh, what they have done is they have built the building first, and now they will build the track inside to kind of conceal exactly what the ride pattern will be. Very different than what they're doing with Tron, where pretty much the entire track is laid out. Uh, they will hide the track from you, and this is taking the place of where Ellen's uh, Universe of Energy. I believe is what, or is it Ellen's Energy Adventure? I can't remember what exactly what it was called. Yep, Ellen's Energy uh, Adventure. That that will be that built that main building will actually be the queue, and then you'll make your way uh, to the to the climb of the actual roller coaster, and then you're in. So this is probably the headliner for Epcot. The other one I was going to say that could be is Remy's Ratatouille Adventure uh, coming. Yeah, I mean this, and this is a copy of the of the ride that is currently at uh, Disneyland Paris. Trackless ride vehicles. You're you're shrunk down to the size of of a mouse, and uh, chaos and mayhem ensue. So it should be fun. I mean, it, it, this isn't going to be. Well, I, I say this isn't going to be some huge ride, but I mean, it, it, people really enjoy this at, at Disneyland Paris. It is it is a popular ride at Disneyland Paris, and and the trackless ride vehicles make it so that every ride through that you have is unique. And I think I think when you say it won't be a big ride, I mean. Frozen definitely blew up. I don't expect it to blow up like that, but I bet it settles in at that 30 to 40 minute wait. You know, as people, you think about it, when you get to France, you, you could probably mix in a ride and use, use a fast pass. That, that'd be, that would be fun. Uh, one thing I'm really excited about is the Regal Eagle Smokehouse coming to the uh, American Pavilion, the American Adventure Pavilion. That'll be craft beer and barbecue. That's early 2020. It's very, it's, it's going to be Sam Eagle themed. If you didn't get catch that by the name, it's what I was. It's it's like what I was saying about the space restaurant. Epcot isn't the place that needs all these restaurants, but I am very excited that they're coming. I'm ex- I'm just excited that they're finally going to replace the crappy food at the American Adventure Pavilion with something decent. It, yeah, it wasn't very good. We didn't spend much time in there other than to sit down and go to the bathroom around the corner. Go to yep. the bathrooms. Yeah. So the other thing that was announced at D23 was an expansion of the United Kingdom Pavilion. And and that's going to include Cherry Tree Lane and also a Mary Poppins themed attraction. I don't think there's been an official timeline announced for this yet. We expect again that this is going to be open in time for the uh, 50th anniversary 
What are your thoughts on a Mary Poppins attraction? I mean, what do you wh- what direction do you see them going here? They're going to go kid friendly. I wouldn't be I wouldn't be shocked if this was a like a Aladdin's carpet ride type attraction that that you're in. You know, you just pop up and down in it. I would hope they go dark ride and make this make this something more so than that. But you look through the World Showcase and and it you could definitely use a more kid friendly or kid geared attraction here. Yeah, I mean, I, I think I think you're probably right. I think it probably is going to be a, a very kid friendly, you know, like an Aladdin or, or a Dumbo or something like that. I, my my hope is that it's a dark ride at, at the very least, right? Gives you the chance to to go through the Mary Poppins story. I don't know. I can see them going a couple of different ways. I, I certainly don't think this is going to be a thrill ride. I think this is going to be something more akin to the uh, Three Caballeros or Grand Fiesta Tour, whatever it's called at the Mexico Pavilion now. No, I think I think you're probably right. I, I think we're both kind of in line with with a similar thought process there. Now, I mean, could I see a Mary Poppins thrill ride where you're flying through the uh, flying through the air in London? I and, sure hope so. Yeah, probably. Doubt it's going to happen. But I but I could see something like a Peter Pan. In here, you know, a Mary Poppins dark ride like a Peter Pan. Well, last but not least, Brazil going to get a pavilion, I think. Yeah, I mean, this is something that we thought for sure was going to be announced at D23. And and it wasn't, which makes me think is something going on. I mean, I, from from what I heard, this was all but confirmed. I mean, we had we had cast members tell us that it was going to be announced at D23 and then it didn't happen. So I'm I'm not really sure what's going on. I mean, it, it's saying but summer think, of 2022 is when it would happen. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm thinking that this is still on, and it would be in between Italy and Germany. I mean, it just makes sense. It would not have a ride. It would not have an attraction. It'd be shopping and dining offerings. I think it's going to happen. I mean, this has been long room. This has been long rumored to become a world. But showcase, I think it's going to happen, right? I mean, I think so too. I mean, they've got plenty of room in World Showcase for more pavilions. Brazil has been long rumored to, to be getting a pavilion. So yeah, here's hoping. World Showcase could always use uh, always use something new. Although it, it never really does get old. Amen to that. Amen to that. So that's a lot. And I mean, that's a lot that's going to open. I think everything we talked about is before 2021, before the 50th anniversary. But I mean, it's a lot for Disney to pull off. I, I, I'm honestly surprised that they got Galaxy's Edge ready in time. I didn't think they were going to be ready. Because we went... Back in June, and it still looked it didn't like, look a mess. like it was close. But we were wrong. Disney was right. So there's there's a lot going on, a lot of construction, a lot of exciting things. I mean, you think of the period between what? When did you start going to Disney? Ninety six, late ninety six. So ninety six. So think of between ninety six and two thousand five. What changed? Yeah, very, Not a very whole similar. lot. I mean, very very consistent park experience. But but what I mean, Universal decided to play big play with the big boys. Disney had to respond. Yeah, I agree with that. I think they're definitely feeling a lot of pressure from Universal. Universal's dumped a ton of money, but and Disney has Universal responded. has a you great know, Pandora. Universal has a great great parks. They do different. They're just not. They're just not. They, Disney. They've capitalized on their commercials that you know have the little kids going to Disney World and the teenagers wanting to go to Universal. I think that's a great marketing tactic. But that's basically what, in my opinion, that's what happened. Universal said, we're going to play with the big boys. And Disney was forced to respond. And they have responded. Toy Story Land is better than I thought it was going to be. Galaxy's Edge is more immersive than I thought it was going to be. And Flight of Passage is the best attraction I've ever been on in my life. And unfortunately, we're all paying the price in ticket prices. We are. We are. And I'm glad I bought my annual annual pass before the price hikes. Pete should have bought his then, too. 
You are absolutely right. I should have. Anything else? That's it for me. That's it for me outside of the secret and trivia of the week. All right. Well, let's go to it. What you got? So staying with our, our theme of talking about Epcot and the World Showcase specifically, the secret of the night, did you know the France Pavilion is actually adjacent? Oh, of course, it's actually adjacent. It's adjacent to the United Kingdom Pavilion, and guests cross over a bridge to walk from one to the other. The waterway under the bridge is meant to symbolize the English Channel that divides the two countries. Uh, so kind of, a, again, Disney difference. That's why uh, we feel that Disney is better than any other park you can you can uh, visit, especially Universal. Now, going to the trivia question of last week, then the trivia question of this week. Trivia question last week, we asked you, why does Soren reference flight number 5505 before boarding your hang glider? That is because Soren debuted on May 5th, 2005, which is, of course, 5505. Any number or anytime you see a number at Disney World, there is a hidden meaning behind it. So get your eyes and ears ready whenever you visit the parks, and maybe you will catch on uh, to something else they've hidden. Trivia question of this week. In the space between France and Morocco, what does the long, curvy, dark stretch of pavement symbolize? Uh, again, in the space between France and Morocco, what does the long, curvy, dark stretch of pavement symbolize? I would think kind of Magic Kingdom, Liberty Square area. Think along those lines. I mean, it's it definitely is something that, that you should be able to come up with with just common sense and kind of understanding the landscapes there. That's the hint I'll give you. Uh, you can tweet us at Podcast or email us at menduww at gmail.com with your guesses. We look forward to all the answers and you guys participating. We thoroughly enjoy even the really funny answers that are not intended to be correct. Those always provide a chuckle for us. All right, well, that's all we've got for this week. Please tune in next week for some more Disney magic. Look for us on the Twitter at Podcast. If you have any suggestions, questions, or comments, please tweet us or email us at mendoWDW at gmail.com. If you enjoyed the podcast, please subscribe and leave us a review. It really does help us out. Thank you so much for listening and giving us the most valuable thing you have, your time. We'll see you next week.